Hey, what's up? I'm Anthony. And I'm Dan. And we are J&J Missions, spreading the gospel by all means, one soul at a time. We give live talks, we make YouTube videos, and you can find us all over social media. And as you probably figured, we have a podcast. Whether we're giving spiritual tips, deliberating about current events, or talking saints and devotionals, we want to bring the Catholic faith to you in a totally orthodox, yet relatable, down-to-earth way. If you want to support us, head over to our website, www.jmjmissions.com. Hello, everybody. It is the JMJ Missions Podcast, another session that we have today. Uh, Very happy to be back with you. It's been a a hot minute. I am Dan, your host, along with Anthony. I affectionately call him Anthony McCharles, combining his first and middle names. Why? Just because I can. Uh, Anthony McCullough, my co-host and co-founder. And uh, we are JMJ Missions. I just, want, I just want to say, Dan, that I never heard you say hot minute before, and I'm kind of glad that I never heard you say that before, and I never want to hear you say it again. Because of that, in order to help you through purgatory, I'll be using that phrase as often as possible <sighs> from this point on. I'm even going to say it in a future talk at one of our retreats. <sighs> Great. You're going to have to hear me say it, yep, <laughs> just, just to get you through purgatory. <laughs> so you can thank me later. You'll thank me when you die. All right, so uh, <laughs> we have to explain our absence. It's been, as we said, um, yeah, well, it's been a hot minute. It's been a like month a and month a half. And, month and a half since our last podcast that is uh, uh we didn't really switch seasons so with the exception of like switching seasons we're in season three now this has been the longest break that we've had uh ever uh between podcasts um so we want to apologize for that but also thank you so much for your patience and for tuning into this one um the biggest reason for this uh would be a couple well, there's a couple reasons number one we want to get some guests on and not just have me and anthony kind of hit back and forth, uh, which is what we normally do, uh, which is fine. I think people get a lot out of it, but, um, you know, at a certain point, you want to make sure you've, you change things up. So in our next season, which will probably be starting in the fall. Yeah, September. September. We're going to be including a lot more uh, guests whenever we can, and we'll, uh, we'll keep that trend of juicy topics, which is what we try to, to go for um, in this season. Also, there's a new project that we're starting. Now, I don't want to say too much about it. We're in the very, very preliminary phases of this project. Uh, that we're trying to focus on we're going to be focusing on especially this summer and because it's so preliminary nothing's guaranteed yet i won't give too many details besides just saying uh it's going to be some kind of video series and it's going to have to do with like really getting people excited about the faith excited to learn more about the faith taking the things about our faith that are really interesting really cool the things we love talking about the things that cause our conversions i thought you said you weren't going to give any details you <laughs> well, literally just said exactly what it is <laughs> well it's something like that we're, we're, well yeah there's many things to be filled in i didn't tell them what topics we're going to yeah. be going into but stay tuned potentially for that video series and if you could just pray for us for that for it to get finished and get done it's way in the works it's, it's going to take a really long time it's going to take a long time but we want to focus a little bit on that uh again like I'm not making any official announcements yet besides just these brief, brief, you know, it's kind of like when a new movie comes out yeah. and it's going to be come out in two years and they just give like a really brief little right snippet. You know? And another thing that's going to change, I think next year for season four or in September when we launch season four of the podcast, I think we're just going to do one episode a month. We kind of realized that it was a lot to do two per month with everything else that we're trying to do with the ministry because, you know, we run retreats, we give missions, we're trying to make YouTube videos and we're trying to work on the side project. So we're going to dial it back a little bit. Uh, maybe do once a month, but we're also excited about that because that'll mean that our content won't be watered down. Not that it was ever watered down before, but if it's once a month, we'll be able to put more attention and thought into the topics. And yep. also we want to get more high profile guests. 
So like Matt Frad, I'm looking at you. <laughs> Emily Wilson, I'm looking at you. Um, Paul Kim, we've already had, but I'd love to have him again. And Ta- of course, the ones we've already had: Taylor Stroll, yeah. Amber Rose, the religious uh-huh. hippie. Yeah, and Amber's the others. definitely going to be back. Yeah, the others we've had. Yeah, um, yeah. Because yeah. Dan and I noticed that like when we podcast, we kind of say like we know who we are and we've known each other for over 20 years, and it's like <laughs> you kind of know what you're going to get from me and Dan. <laughs> but another person kind of adds extra flavor, so. Reach out to Emily Wilson for us. <laughs> <laughs> or if there's a special guest that you think would be good for us, feel free to DM us or email us with that guest. We'll check them out. Can't guarantee we can or will have them on, but we definitely will look at the person and mm-hmm. and, and um, kind of stalk them a little bit in a, you know, in a good way. <laughs> which brings me to my next point. We do have some people that are supporting our podcast, which we're very appreciative of. So like, thank you so much uh, to those people that are donating uh, monthly. And if you... If more people did that, we would be, I would have more confidence going after these big names. Cause you know, like, let's say we get Jason Everett and you know, he's a good Christian man. Like maybe he would like kind of tithe his time, but he's got like what? Seven kids. Yeah. So it's like, if we would get Jason Everett on the podcast, we got to pay him. No, you have to. So we got to pay him. For their so time, like, these people have families. You yeah. Definitely... And we, and we can pay him. But if, if maybe this is a little call for me for you guys to donate a little bit so we can get bigger uh, guests on there. And when people donate, it doesn't go to our gas tank. Like, you know, like that's not going to like my Wawa fund. Yeah. Like it's, going to, it's going to our ministry. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. None yeah. of our, so we have different ways of that we do the financing, but what we definitely will say is that none of the podcast monthly revenue. donations, yeah. the revenue goes, to, which is not much. I mean, it's like a cent per listen. Well, the, the monthly donation is nice, but, but the but monthly the advertisement money, both right. all podcast money. Exactly. Yeah. All podcast money, whether it's you're supporting us monthly or we get just, you know, the one, one and a half cents per play. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't go to us. It all goes towards ministry funding so mm-hmm. we can get the gospel out there more. Um, so, you know, we have other ways for us to be compensated. So just don't think that it's, you know, we're just trying to make a call for, uh, just for you to give right, your stuff like to a, us. a Wawa shorty. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're not from New Jersey, you're not going to know what Wawa is. It's, it's, it's a hoagie or a sub. <laughs> a sh- sheets. Maybe you're out, yeah. maybe you're in like Ohio and there's uh-huh. a lot of sheets. Sheets is so good, by yeah. the way. No, that's all right. Oh, man. No. if the, oh, Their food, their hot food, I think is better than Wawa. It looks better than it is. I don't know, man. Like their, cappuccino, sh- their, their cappuccino machine is second to none. No, I wait, a- no. That, wait, that's Royal Farms. Royal Farms has cappuccino machines with like six different flavors. I won't go to Royal Farms. Why? Because I'm too loyal to Wawa. Because the only reason they're here is because Wawa started like encroaching on their territory. So they came into <laughs> they their... They fought back. So they literally... That's literally why they're here. And I'm just too loyal to Wawa. So <laughs> to this day, they've been here for like three years. I haven't gone to Royal Farms. Not even for gas. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, I went to Royal Farms when me and Karen went on our first vacation with the kids to Bush Gardens mm-hmm. uh, months ago. And we went to Royal Farms at some random one in Virginia, on the eastern shore of <laughs> Virginia, randomly. And I was highly impressed. You oh, know. it looks like a nice establishment. I, I was impressed. Yeah, so yeah. I, you know, I got a, a Reese's Cappuccino. And let me tell you, it was amazing. And my son was uh, obsessed with bananas at the time. Still kind of is. So I took him in there to stretch his legs, and uh, he saw bananas, and so I had to get him a banana, nice. too. So I got a banana and a Reese's Cappuccino. Royal Farms, I want to thank you very much for that. Not sponsored by Royal Farms. <laughs> Speaking of Cappuccino, I went to a, a Phillies game a week and a half ago, and I had a really bad headache. And sometimes when I have a really bad headache, uh, nothing takes it away, like not aspirin, not food, not water. But sometimes a nice, strong cup of coffee takes it away. So it was like 11 p.m. and I had this headache all day. So I was like, you know what? I'm just getting a cappuccino at Wawa. So it was 11 o'clock at night. I just guzzled down a nice steaming hot cappuccino. <laughs> headache was vanished. Gone. See, that's... But I was awake until about almost 4 a.m. 
and because I couldn't sleep. <laughs> and like that, so coffee, one million billion percent affects me like That's that. That's the price you pay yeah. for drinking the highly mm. caffeinated beverage. You told me that cappuccinos give you headaches. No, no, um, like I'm sorry, caffeine, take away. Caffeine, caffeine takes, takes it away. Yeah. yeah, caffeine gives me headaches. If I drink too much coffee in a day, I get a headache. So yeah. I don't know. Weird. People are different. Yeah. But anyway, uh, what we're going to say just to cap all this off is just that um, first off we thank you so much for listening we thank you for your support and if you want to support us as a ministry in general the best way to do that would probably be Spotify for podcasters you can go you can just search us on there and you can support us monthly five bucks ten bucks whatever it is you know not much um, if, if you want uh, but oh go ahead yeah I just want to shout out somebody there's a one of our fans there's a guy named Dan I'm not gonna say his last name because I don't want to <laughs> like I don't know if people are gonna like yeah, follow yeah, him yeah. or something really nice guy his name is Dan and he has sent us a couple of messages just giving us support about the podcast. So, like, I, don't, I just appreciate it. I don't Honestly. Know, so I just want Dan to know that. And I was going to say yeah. that the vocal support's so nice. Mm-hmm. He has encouraged us so many times through messages, things like that. And there's yeah. been a few people like mm-hmm. that. Uh, Patrick, he, he, a guy named Patrick's another one. Right, Patrick. Yeah. yeah. And so there's a few that have done that um, that, come, that come to mind, men and women. So we want to thank all of you guys, Dan, getting the shout-out today mm-hmm. uh, for that. Because, like, you know, you could be listening to any podcast. You could be listening to anything. And honestly, some even Catholic podcasts are more like political than ours, mm-hmm. which is more, um, I guess it gets your you get your engines going, gets your juices going more, right? Like Because it's like political stuff and it's almost like controversial stuff and it kind of piques people's curiosity. But because we don't think that really saves too many souls to talk mm-hmm. about politics, I mean, we definitely have our, you know, the church has its teachings on these things that we follow very clearly and respectfully and, the, and it's the truth, so why wouldn't you? But uh, instead of focusing most on those things that kind of like get people excited or upset or, you know, kind of fuel people's emotions. Like propaganda. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. what we want to do is we want to talk about the stuff that's going to save people's souls. Yeah. So we thank you for listening and um, everyone that does. Yep. Dan and I kind of always had, and Rocco too, have always had this idea that like before we do anything, we kind of ask, and we're not perfect with this. I, I, I know I failed with this a couple of times, but we have this idea that before we post or podcast about anything, we kind of ask ourselves, like, is this valuable? Is this going to help someone? Yeah. Like, is this going to help someone get closer to Christ? Right. Or is this pointless? And the way I say it is, like, almost is it going to inspire someone? Mm -hmm. Because if all I'm going to do is talk about how messed up the times are and how we need to, like, and talk about, like, I don't know, like, the the Vatican Mm -hmm. and and the the political situation in the U.S., like, I mean, like I said, there's something to be said about these things, but, you know, the best thing that we can do is inspire people to be saints. Yeah. Evangelize. Mm -hmm. Get the culture going so that people... So that society, the political spectrum, everything, all the problems we're seeing in the world, that will start to change once people are inspired. And that's what happened to us. We were inspired by some really holy people, not through them yelling about politics and getting upset about things, mm-hmm. but by their joy, by their holiness, you know, by the, by the miraculous things that happened. Like that made us so excited and happy to delve into the faith that it changed the way we saw everything, saw life. So uh, that's how we want to do it with this. Give you guys tips, give you guys ways to get holier and try to inspire. Yeah, say the like things it. that are going to really do good for people's souls. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, again, thank you so much for your support. And if you want to support us, Spotify for podcasters monthly, you could do that. Um, and you know, honestly, that's a way to support us, our ministry in general. Because like the reason we're going to go to one one a month again uh, is because uh, you know we we give talks, we mm-hmm. have retreats, confirmations. Uh, we do YouTube videos, working on this upcoming series a long ways away. Uh, so be, we have our social media presence that we try to keep. So for all those different things, uh, the best thing you could do, even more than actually financially or even just vocally supporting us and encouraging us, which is so important, is pray for us. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be our topic, how to get your prayers answered and fast. 
I'm on, we're not God. We can't tell you exactly how fast you're going to get answered, but that is our topic because we all deal with these problems of like unanswered prayers or like, why isn't God hearing me? We will give you some tips on how to get him to hear you. Uh, well, he hears you every time. To get him to answer you and to make things happen. So don't go away. We'll come right back. And we're back. So our topic, how to get your prayers answered and fast. You know, that's kind of a pun. Because how to get your prayers answered and fast. Oh, like fast, yeah. meaning the uh-huh. verb fast. Yeah. Like I'm going to fast. Exactly. Because that's one of the ways. Wow. I don't know if I just spoiled like a whole 10 minute segment, but that's no. one of the ways. Well, that, I, I was going to say something about that, but yeah. I didn't even, that didn't, wow. Mm-hmm. Well. Having said that, that changes absolutely nothing about the next thing I'm going to say, which is <laughs> when you ask, when you pray for something, God usually gives you three, kind of four answers to your prayers. Uh, yes, no, uh, not yet, or I have something better in mind. No usually means I have something better in mind, by the way. So, Or no could just mean no. Yeah, that's true. I guess no could just mean, I mean, that's what no means. It means, it means no. Um, so that makes sense. You're, you're on fire today, Ann. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I don't know if I'm being sarcastic or not. <laughs> yeah. Either way, I'll take it as a compliment. <laughs> All right. So now here's, I'm going to say something kind of controversial. Uh, people always say, like, keep praying, keep praying, you know, and that's true. When you're praying for something and you're not getting an answer, you know, you think of like St. Monica, always praying for St. Augustine and so I was like, oh, just keep praying, keep praying. You know, God answers you. God hears you. But for someone who's not getting their prayers answered, and it seems consistently, and it seems for a long period of time that, like, nothing's happening, yes, keep praying. God loves when you talk to him, period, about anything. I got to say that. But here's something controversial I'm going to say. Maybe, just maybe, not all the time, but maybe you're not praying for the right things, or maybe you're not praying the right way. That's true. It you could think be, that has any validation yeah, to it? Yeah, it could be both of those things, because... Sometimes you have to switch your strategy on the way that you're praying or what you're praying for. Like maybe your prayer needs to switch. Maybe you need to say, Lord, help me want what you want instead of like, give me X, Y, and Z. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. That's actually a really good point. I think we don't do a lot of listening. We do a lot of talking. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so this podcast is not necessarily on how to listen to God, although that could be a totally different podcast we do in the future. Listening is so important because that helps you get in tune with what he wants, which is better than what we want. But here's a little prayer hack I'm going to explain to you. One thing that I would like to, to posit towards the listeners is if there's one way to get God to answer your prayers, ask him for something that you know he has to want. Mm-hmm. Ask him for stuff that he literally can't deny. And that brings us to number one, our first tip on how to get your prayers answered and usually pretty fast, which is pray for something God can't say no to. Mm-hmm. Number one, pray for something so God you, can't so say no to. So what's something that God can't say no to? Would this be like an increase in the virtues? Yes. Like let's say someone needs chastity. Yes. And like they pray for an increase in chastity. One billion percent. Yeah. Not just even that, but what I would say, the, the way I'd put it is, if you pray for something that is good for your soul or good for someone else's soul, it's almost like God can't say no to right. it. Right. You know, actually this reminds me of a, a prayer that not even we said, a friend of ours. I wonder if he would mind if we said his name. Maybe we'll just use a different name. I like to use the name Jeremy, so I'm going to say Jeremy. Uh, he was going through a time where he really needed friends. Like, he was just looking for a group of friends. <laughs> You've used the jet pseudonym I know. Jeremy before, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so this guy uh, said a prayer where he really wanted, uh, like, camaraderie. So he said a prayer, like, to God, 
asking for friends and then we met him like the next day yeah and now this person's a close friend of ours i remember that yeah. i remember we were at we were at, we were talking one night after a young adult group meeting and he told us that like you yeah, know what it was his he had a conversion he was he was um you're thinking of a different friend really this, this happened twice really yeah okay so the uh-huh. other so jeremy number two yeah jeremy number two has actually <laughs> helped us with jmj missions sometimes yes uh, Jeremy, num- oh, I yeah, understand. Okay, Jeremy okay. Num- yeah. I'm talking. I'm, I'm referring to Jeremy number one. I know still. Jeremy number one. Great guy. Yeah. So, well, whatever Jeremy I'm talking yeah. about, his story is. <laughs> I hope our listeners are following. They're I hope they. Not. I hope they listen after this. <laughs> they're probably gonna take away those. Uh, <laughs> the, the, month, those the monthly. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, like they're like they're oh, gonna man. take money out of the account. <laughs> yes, we're at the beginning. We're pitching. You know, you want to help spread the gospel. Think maybe, and now they're thinking absolutely not. <laughs> My money is better spent on that shorty for myself, <laughs> the hoagie for myself. Uh, so anyway, Jeremy number two or one or whichever one we're talking about, his story was that he had a bit of a conversion. He uh, was 17 or 18, and he was doing all kinds of things he shouldn't be doing, raised a devout Catholic, but went off a path uh, that was not of God and was just you know partying, drinking, smoking weed, all kinds of stuff like that. And then he had a few run-ins like with the police and things like that and some really some moments where he realized something was wrong with, you know, he needed to make a change and he scared him a little bit. But the biggest thing he realized was that his friends were not going to change and that he was not going to be able to change without better friends. So he said he felt like almost embarrassed to pray for this. But one night he took up the courage and said, Lord, I need you to find me some better friends. I need you to find me better friends. And I think it was what the next night, probably the next night. I think it was the next yeah, I think night we that played we... hockey or something. One of the first times we hung out with them. Or yeah. Maybe basketball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, met us at a, at a young adult group mm-hmm. and in the parking lot, that's when we started talking to like 11 o'clock at night, just oh, by yeah. chance struck up a conversation. And now he still remains a very good friend of ours to this day. So, I mean, like that's a great thing to pray for. Mm-hmm. Like God, I need you to help me ha- give me better friends so that I can have a more of a conversion. I need people who are going to help me, to like you know grow my soul to 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 overcome my sins to have more hope and joy and love in my life to get closer to you you pray for that it's like god can't say no to it because mm-hmm. it has to do with your soul yeah i agree yeah and i mm-hmm. think of the words of jesus what did jesus say he said um if you who are evil like if you're a, a if you who are evil know uh, how to give things to your children who ask them so he says, like, you know, which one of you, which father among you, if your ch- uh, child asks for a... Um, bread. Bread, would give him a scorpion, right? Snake. Or a snake, whatever. I think some versions say scorpion. I think it's a snake. <clears throat> well, 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 we'll look into this. <laughs> which one of you would give them a scorpion or a snake uh, when they ask for bread? Uh, and then he says, yeah, <laughs> if you who are evil know how to give good things to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give good things to those who ask him? But a different translation, I'm not sure if it's the translation or a different gospel. He doesn't just say, how much will the heavenly father give good things to those who ask him? He says, how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to those who ask him? Right. And that's perfect. Like if you pray for the Holy Spirit, if you need that right away, you need to discern a situation or you're not sure about something and you ask for guidance from the Holy Spirit, boom. Like that's going to, that's almost instantaneous. Right. Like coming in, like some people are going to pray for an Xbox 360 or Xbox Series X. Is that the new one? Yeah. <laughs> and like that's, you know what I mean? Like they're not going to get an, an answer about that. Right. Right. But if you pray for the Holy Spirit to help you make a decision that's going to be pleasing to God, like he's almost, it's like he has to. Right. It's like he wouldn't be a good God if he didn't give it to you in that moment. Right. Yeah. So big life decisions that you have to make mm-hmm. or just this important decisions you have to make when it comes to friends or maybe a house or maybe a, uh, like things like that. Like those things may affect who you're like that. Like for me, it's like the house I'm going to move into soon. I've been trying to consecrate that to St. Joseph so often, like to like move into the right house. Cause not because 
one house is more evil than another. You know, it's not like that or, or more holy than another. But like, um, only God knows the friends my kids are going to make when That's I move true. to that house. Yeah. Only God knows the contacts I'm going to meet. So God, I know you're going to work with anything because I'm not mm-hmm. in a situation where I'm going to sin here. It's just a house choice. But like, which one is going to glorify you? Which one is like your your more ideal path for me? Because only you know these people I'm going to meet and all right. the things I'm going to do in that area. And you know, that is, I never even thought about that because I've, I've known that you've been looking for a house, but I didn't consider the friends that your kids are going to have as a, as a factor because- right. You know, my mom and dad, when they chose their house, like now here I am. Right. Like if I didn't live in that house, I would have never met you and Rock or anybody else. And who knows? Like I may have never had a conversion. So it's like. Yeah. I agree. So, and, and think about Ryan, one of our best friends, Ryan, moving in by chance across the street from right. Rocco's house when we were in eighth, ninth grade. Yeah, he right. never met his wife because his conversion led to his relationship and marriage. Right. And he wouldn't have had the conversion without hanging out with us. wouldn't even exist. Exactly. Yeah, and I love his kids. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing is like, and now I'm not going to, I don't have the ability to investigate each area that I might move in and see what kind of kids are living there. Mm-hmm. So it's something that <laughs> would be, be really weird. Hey, like, like <laughs> knock on someone's door. Like, you got <laughs> hey, what are your kids like? And <laughs> can I see them? <laughs> so creepy. No, I only God knows this information, but because God knows this information, of course, he's going to want to let me know which house is the best one. So all I got to do is ask for a sign or just consecrate to him and then make the decision. But you do stuff like that. It's like you can't say no. You're putting everything in his plan. And that's just like a life decision. I mean, when it comes to like uh, your own qualities, you mentioned Anthony, patience, chastity, asking for virtues. It's almost like you can't say no. Uh, And finally, one big thing is when you're asking for uh, something good for somebody else's soul. If you're asking for the conversion of someone, mm-hmm. your, 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 your parents, your friends, uh, someone in your family who is falling into sin, who has an addiction or something like that. I mean, you pray for people that really need it, good things for their soul, not just for their health, which is important, not just, you know, that, you know, like help them, you know, get through the surgery, which is important. Like those all things are really good but something for their soul. Mm-hmm. Like, Lord, help them overcome that sin that they're struggling with. Lord, I know they've been feeling lonely recently. Help them find the right friends who are going to lead them to you. Reach out to them. Help them to realize they're not alone, that you're with them. Mm-hmm. You know, you pray for stuff like that. It's like he can't say no. Now, you might ask, well, Dan, like, you say to pray for other people and good things for their souls, and I've been doing that for my best friend or for my older brother or something like that who, you know, is in a really rough place and has been for years and it feels like it seems like God's not answering my prayers. Do you have anything to say to someone that would might be ask, uh, mentioning something like that? Um, I would just say just persevere, just keep on, you know, just be persistent and not to give up because it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And honestly, um, the way I describe it, describe it to my my students is that like God has to use our free will. He he doesn't force his grace into anybody. So you might be praying a ton for them. You might be praying rosaries. Uh, a big thing would be fasting. Fasting is huge because it's like a super prayer, and that's only usually meant to cast out negative spirits or or overcome sins for you or other people. So that's a beautiful, incredible thing to do. It'd be fast. Um, So if you're doing these things, that's great. Keep it up because what's going to happen is God is going to kind of stockpile your prayers. We know that no prayer, no act of love goes unnoticed or wasted before God. He sees every act of love, and he's going to use it for good. So what he's going to do is he's going to hold these prayers you've been praying, maybe for years for your loved one or your friend who's away from the Lord. And uh, the second that they open their will just a tiny bit is when he's going to 
send those prayers, a flood of those prayers and those graces into their soul. But he only he knows the perfect time for this. It's going to be best for them. And only he knows when their will is going to be open sufficiently for him to be able to supply that grace. And that reminds me of, like you mentioned briefly a minute ago, St. Augustine and St. Monica, how she was stockpiling those prayers. And then at the moment when St. Augustine opened his heart a little tiny bit, <laughs> that's when it was like a, a waterfall of graces that came pouring in. It's interesting so, you mentioned waterfall because he cried his eyes out. Yeah. Waterfall mm-hmm. of tears in that moment. Yeah. You know? Actually, from my class that I'm taking, I learned that St. Monica actually wasn't perfect. Sometimes I like to learn about the imperfections of the saints. Mm-hmm. Not to change the topic of this, but uh, St. Monica didn't want him to get baptized until later. She wanted him to, like, get uh, go through the phase, like, get all of his sins out and then baptize. Because she thought if she, if she baptized him young, then he might not be able to find forgiveness. Because I think there was a different process for confession where like you had to go in front of the church and like say your sins in public and, and you could yeah. do it like once. Yep. And then if you did it again, you're kind of like out of like out of luck. I'm not sure exactly how I acted. They is. didn't. They never officially ruled that. Yeah. They, they actually ruled the other way that you could be forgiven multiple times, mm-hmm. but it was difficult. It was yeah. tougher. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they were still figuring things out. Uh, but so then she didn't fully trust, you know, because like had Augustine been baptized, maybe those graces could have prevented him from the life that he lived. Uh, so it was an interesting debate. It wasn't like not bashing St. Monica. Sure, sure. But but I always like to hear that the saints were human. Yeah. Because, you know, I have my flaws and it's like, oh, like St. Saint Monica got to heaven and she still struggled with this. Yeah. And in the ancient yeah. church, I mean, she didn't really have the f- total foreknowledge to know exactly how confession was yeah, going to work and yeah. how the church was going to mm-hmm. understand it later. So she was just right. working with what she had. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just shows that like what wasn't needed was a perfect understanding of Monica or even perfection on the part of Monica, mm-hmm. but just her prayers and her love too, and her love. And yeah. that brings us to number mm-hmm. two, mm-hmm. not just, so number one, as a recap, pray for the right things, pray for things God can't say no to, uh, like something good for your soul or somebody else's number two, like St. Monica, Pray the right way. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean the right way, meaning like pray a rose. You have to pray the rosary or you have to pray the liturgy of the hours or you have to do a divine mercy chaplet or a novena. Those are all good things um, and all very, very good, valid and holy ways to pray. But almost like the characteristics of your prayer, the intentions behind it. And what I'm going to say is to pray with tons of humility, mm-hmm. pray with tons of confidence in God, and most of all, pray with tons of love. If you can, if you can really drive your heart and your intentions to have those three things, lots of humility, confidence, and love, your prayers are going to be very effective. Yeah, I think confidence is the most important one too because even think about like asking a girl out. Like if you go to ask a girl out and you're like, hey, um, and you're like kind of like wishy-washy about it, like she's <laughs> going to sniff that out from a mile away. But if you approach a girl with confidence, it's like you're probably, she's probably going to say yes. Yeah. So same thing with your prayers. Like don't be wishy-washy and kind of like timid. Right. Like pray like that like you know who you're talking to, mm-hmm. like you know what I mean, and that you know who you are. So confidence is, I think out of those three, I think confidence is the biggest, now, the quick, most important. quick question though. What would you say to someone who says like, all right, but let's say I go and pray with confidence for someone who really needs prayers, and I'm like sure that God's going to answer it, and then I a couple weeks later, nothing's happening. Well, Noth- you maybe know, nothing's like, happened yet, or we could, like that would have been a better question if like something bad happened. You that's know true, I mean? like, yeah. Like, so... The confidence that I'm going to say wouldn't just be like, God, I know like this, like all of a sudden they're going to have a conversion. Mm -hmm. The confidence I would say is like, God, I know you want this. Mm -hmm. And because you want this and you want their conversion, I'm praying with total trust that you're going to do everything you can to get through to them. Yeah. And eventually, usually the the God can once they open their will up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tons of confidence. And I like that. The, the, the kind of asking out a girl, like, you know, there is something about confidence now, not cockiness. Mm -hmm. You don't ever want to boast about your prayers or boast about 
like, you know, it's not about you. It's confidence, not in you, but in the Lord. Right. It's total confidence mm-hmm. that God is going to take care of the situation. Like God wants their salvation and loves them even more than you do, mm-hmm. which is interesting. It's kind of like when you trust in your teammates in a sport, it's like, you know, that your teammates going to get the job done. Right. So it's like, you just have that confidence that you guys are going to win. Because right. again, it's not you, it's God. And on that note, almost every single time there's a healing in the Gospels or something cool is, happens, you know, with Jesus, what does he say? He says, your faith has saved you. Go, your faith has saved you. It's almost like because you trusted God, you knew that God wants good things and you're pulling for it and like you you trusted me, you will be saved, you know? Uh, trust and love go hand in hand. If you love, how can you say that you love somebody without trusting them? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, true. Can, they do go hand in hand because right. when you lose trust, you lose the love is the next thing to go. Exactly. Yeah. So if you, tr- so so many people say they love God and they want to believe in God, but they don't actually really trust mm-hmm. them. Like they don't really want to g- give up their finances or give up their little sins. So they don't actually want to really live like he is going to take care of them. And that almost prevents him from being, being able to give the graces that he wants to give. Yep. So that's the first thing is confidence. The second thing, humility. Mm-hmm. Now those seem like diametric opposites right <laughs> like confidence but also humility well so, actually if you were truly humble you would be confident because it's because then you take everything out of yourself and give it all to god there we so go then that's why you have because confidence means with god right so if you're humble you're also confident there we and, go but you're not cocky or pompous so there's a difference Co- wait con fide oh that means with yeah. faith with con faith means with and, and fides, fides means with so means with loyalty faith, faith. Yeah, with faith. wow yeah but that's true uh-huh. confidence and mm-hmm. humility at least confidence in god and humility are almost one and the same thing. That is mind blowing, mm-hmm. because again, you as you just said, your confidence isn't your isn't yourself. It's in God, and that means that you're nothing, right? And not in a mean not way, not in a depressing way. Oh yeah, you don't want to be discouraged, but like all the good in you is from God. Mm-hmm. So think of it this way: if you want to pray for someone because they're struggling and you love them, where is that coming from? That inspiration for to pray for them is coming from God. Mm-hmm. It's like and it's God's going to God, and then it's going to go out from God. Exactly. We yeah. have to rent God's own love to love other people and love Him back. <laughs> that's we have, funny. Yeah, that's how like that's how dependent we are on God. It's like it's like we know, we can't do it on our own. So God's like, here, I'll just give you my love. You could borrow that. Okay. You could pray for your friend. You can love me back, and we'll all just call it even. <laughs> like that's not fair. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> to God, <laughs> it's great for us though, right? Yep. But that's humility. Mm-hmm. It's like okay. Like, God's going to take care of things. This doesn't depend on me. This depends on him. He's given me an inspiration to pray. So if he's doing that, I better say yes to it, and I better, you know, start praying for this person. Now, why wouldn't God just do things on his own, though? Why would he use give us inspirations to pray for each other rather than just healing the person on his own? He likes to use us. Um, he likes to, um, I don't know how to put it into words, but he could do anything he wanted without us even asking him. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he probably does do stuff without us even asking him. Um, but he likes to let us have, be a part in the field. Yes. Like to go out there and run around and kick the ball. Exactly. It yeah. gives us something to do because mm-hmm. this is the reason we're alive. We are alive to love each other. We're alive for us to get God in our hearts so we can go hard and so he can use us to do great things for each other because mm-hmm. it gives us a mission. Okay, and the very last aspect of praying the right way is, we've kind of hinted at it, it's to pray with love. Now, love and compassion are similar. They're not the exact same virtue, but I want to focus on uh, the, co- the virtue of compassion right now. Compassion, so Aunt, you said that uh, confidence means con fides, with faith. Compassion means to suffer with, mm-hmm. to suffer with somebody, which is really interesting. And I think that's a huge uh, like quality that we need to be praying with that really helps us to uh, get our prayers answered. What I mean is, like, let's say you're praying. Um, this would really go for... Um, like if you're praying for somebody else, I guess more than praying for yourself. Although having compassion for Jesus on the cross, loving God that way would be a great way to pray for yourself. But I'm digressing. So when you're praying for somebody else, don't just say, oh, well, God help them, and then say a few Hail Marys, right? 
that's really good. God hears that. But what I would say is like, try to have as much empathy for that person as you possibly can before you even start talking to God or making an act of love for them or fasting for them. Close your eyes and try putting yourself in their situation. Let's say the person is lonely. You, you notice that they, they told you that they're lonely or something like that or something's like off or wrong. You know, let's say that's going on. Well, literally start like pretending you're them. Like think of how you would feel to be lonely. Think of how it must feel for them to not have anyone to talk to. Think of all these things like get yourself in their shoes as best you possibly can so you can almost try to feel their feelings. And something that will help your compassion is kind of when you go through your own sufferings in life. Like a funny story I always mentioned when I was 15, it was the first time I experienced the loss of a dog. It was Winston. Like my dog Winston was from when I was like four to 15. Uh, we had to put him down and I was sad. I was a sophomore in high school. I remember that. Yeah. And I went to uh, Rye, our friend Rye's house to play video games and I was in a bummer mood. And like, I remember you actually, Dan, you were like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, we put Winston down and you just went, oh, that stinks. <laughs> That's because then, I didn't have a dog. <laughs> and then the next thing I heard was the clicking of the PS2 controller because <laughs> like, 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 you didn't care. So then w- once you go through something hard, you can understand people better. and That helps you to have more compassion. Like there's times where I watch the news and I hear about so-and-so was killed. And sometimes you don't react to it because, you know, it's just like another person you hear about on the news all the time. You're kind of desensitized. But a lot of times when they interview the parents, like if, let's say a kid was uh, killed in crossfire in like Philadelphia, like accidentally, and they interview the parents and like you see like their pain that actually really gets to me now and like i I understand them and i I feel the compassion for them so but if you also feel like you are lacking compassion then ask god for compassion and it's every time we podcast there's a leaf blower so i don't know if you guys can hear the leaf blower (laughs) Uh, we're just gonna ignore it just keep on rolling yeah yeah uh which is a great point you're making though like your sufferings actually help you to have compassion later you know, now that I have been through the death, like, I got a dog right after Winston died. My, my parents got Carlos about yeah, a year after. He was a puppy. Yep. About yeah. a year after Winston died is when my parents uh, bought Carlos or got Carlos. I don't think they bought him. <laughs> Someone gave him to us. Uh, and then he passed away just like about a year and a half ago. Yeah, he lived a long yeah, life. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was only 16. I, w- I don't even know if I was 16. I was barely 16 when we got him and he just passed away. So he had a good life. And um, that was tough. Like, that was really tough. And had had this experience with Winston happened after I'd already lost Carlos, I would have reacted yeah. way differently. You probably would have like, given me a hug or something instead yeah. of just saying, oh. Yeah. I was also 15 and just super yeah. immature, just right. wanted to play PS2. <laughs> I think I, actually, I think I left after that. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's all right. It's all good. <laughs> never apologize. I remember you going home. Yeah. I remember this memory very vividly. I didn't realize it was because I was being like, It wasn't a total... just that. It was like, that was like the last straw, though. <laughs> oh, man. I <laughs> yeah. Wow. But then again, I, ha- I should have been like more patient because I know you guys didn't have dogs. Well, Rye did, but Rye also didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Rye did have a dog. Yeah. But you know, he hadn't he probably never lost the dog. He hadn't lost his dog yeah. yet. Exactly. Uh-huh. But that's the thing is that when something happens to you, when you've gone through periods of loneliness, of sadness, depression, anxiety, physical pain, worry, whatever it is, the death of a loved one, a, a parent not treating you the right way, divorce, whatever you've been through, it's like now you can fully appreciate and love somebody else and empathize with them in a deeper way, which makes your prayers more effective. And why does empathizing with someone deeply make your prayer more effective? It's because this is how Jesus saved us. Jesus did not save us from afar. God the Father didn't just snap his fingers and say, all right, you're all forgiven. What did he do? He becomes a human being, born in the, in the most modest, poorest of places, a stable, 
understanding every one of our emotions. Like we're, it's June, right? We're celebrating the sacred heart of Jesus this month. It's like his heart was totally human. He didn't, he was not content with saving us from afar. He got down in the dirt with us. He experienced all the effects of our sin, even though he didn't sin. He, he experienced all the anxiety, the worry, the physical pain, the mental pain, the spiritual dryness, like all of it. Jesus experienced, and how finally did he save us most fully? When was this most fully manifested? The Paschal Mystery. On the cross, dying a horrible, torturous death, so that no stone was left unturned. Absolutely every single suffering that a human being could go through, Jesus has probably, well has, has been through worse and now understands. Why? Because it's like he jumped into the muck and the dirt with us Mm -hmm. and pulled us out that way. He wasn't content with just you know, taking a long stick and throwing it down into the pit and pulling us out that way. He jumped in with us and said, get on my back. I'm going to get down in there with you. And that's love. Love is when you can enter into somebody else's suffering is with them. Now, we can't do that perfectly the way Jesus can, but with Christ in our heart, Mm -hmm. with the Holy Spirit guiding us, with an open heart, we can really, really empathize deeply with them to the point where you can almost really actually feel their emotions and feel their pain and then lift them up out of it into into hope and into into goodness and into the realm of heaven, spiritually speaking, like the way Jesus did with us. And you mentioned loneliness a couple of times. Like you kept saying like to pray for someone if they feel lonely, to have compassion for them. And that's very important and that's true. Uh, but something, uh, I'll just be honest, a couple of days ago I was going through like a bit of a lonely bout. You know, like everyone that was busy, you were doing something with Karen and it was raining so I couldn't play pickleball. <laughs> and I remember I went to ShopRite. I didn't feel like going to ShopRite to get groceries. And I just had that kind of like a lonely sensation. And then out of nowhere... I'm not even sure if I was in prayer. I might have been in prayer. I don't know. But I just felt like it was God's just saying, like, I'm right here. Like, so I'm not alone. Wow. Like, he was like, I'm right here. Right. And, I was, like, it actually brought me a lot of peace. Right. And then I have to remember that more. Wow. Because God doesn't change. We just forget those moments, though. Uh-huh. But, God, I have to go back to that moment. Well, I'm glad you said that because yeah. that kind of segues into, like, the step two of this little um, tip on how to better love. So first empathize and suffer with them and really get down into their feelings and in their emotions and pain but step two is then i would encourage the person praying to like imagine the other person better pray with your heart meaning like imagine that person connected to god imagine that person Mm -hmm. feeling whole feeling god's presence feeling love imagine that person in line for confession getting ready to overcome their sins like imagine what you want imagine them in mass receiving the eucharist like imagine all these beautiful and good things and good graces hitting their soul so if you could do both those things and you're praying like that, now this could be while you're praying the rosary. This could be in contemplative prayer. You could just be talking to God about about them while you're feeling these things or while you're going through these exercises in your mind. This could be while you're doing a divine mercy chaplet. This could be, you know, during a novena when that por- that part where it says pause and mention your attention here. Maybe you just do that real quick. You know, you you, you get you get down in there in the dirt with the person you're praying for, and then you and then you imagine them coming out of it. Imagine God bringing them out of it. You can do this in any way, but make sure you pray with these qualities, uh, humility, confidence, and love, empathy. And that's a powerful tactic. It kind of reminds me of visualization, but I think as long as you keep it centered with Christ, then it's not like a, a new agey thing or like that thing that called manifesting that kids are into. Oh, no, not like, like that. Or like you visualize stuff and then it happens, but I think visualization and prayer is huge. Right. Uh, so, and that's and that's that's all I got for this. For this. So, n- number one tip would be... Um, Pray for something God can't say no to, something good for your soul or somebody else's soul. Number two, pray the right way with humility, confidence, and love. I'm going to close with this story, uh, and Aunt, you're going to close with the story too, about times where our prayers were answered pretty quickly because it was things that like was important to God. Uh, you may have heard this before if you're a listener, an avid listener, but it's a cool story. How JMJ Mission started uh, was an answer to my prayers. Um, 
having left seminary and still wanting to give God, you know, everything, obviously, um, the best way I can. Um, I became a teacher, as you know, high school. And what I noticed is that I had time on weekends, some time on st- in, in summer, um, and uh, that I could be doing more for the Lord. In fact, there was a nagging pull that I need to be doing more for the Lord. And eventually it very slowly dawned on me, maybe I could give talks at churches. Maybe we could do retreats. Maybe we could, you know, mostly I was thinking give talks at churches and maybe make YouTube videos or something mm-hmm. like that. But I wasn't sure of it because with these inspirations, you want to make sure this is coming from God and not you. You know, you want to make sure you're listening to God, not just telling him your plans, right? So I did a novena to Our Lady under the title of the Immaculate Conception. And uh, I wanted to end this novena on day nine, which was December 8th, uh, the actual Feast of the Immaculate Conception. And I just asked Our Lady, I asked Mary, if you want, if this inspiration is coming from God to like start some kind of ministry or do some kind of talks or whatever to churches, like just let me know, you know, give me a sign. And so what happened was on the eighth day of the novena, it's either the eighth or the ninth day. It's either like the day before December 8th or something like that. Um, I was in class teaching the high school seniors about relationships, and somebody said, oh, well, Mr. P, like, what if someone's unfaithful in a relationship? And I kind of went out of teacher mode, and I went back into youth ministry mode. I put the chalk down, and I was like, oh, I can tell you all about that. That's, I've been through that. That's when it gets serious when you put the chalk down. Oh, I put the chalk down, and I paused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, know, you know it's about to go down, right? <laughs> and I just spoke from my heart and told my own story, bits and pieces of it, and said, hey, like, if, you, if someone's been unfaithful to you, it's completely okay. God allowed it for a reason. They're going to be all right. And keep praying. Wait for the right girl because it was a guy that asked, uh, you know. And then I was like, don't worry about it, you know. And it's all part of gospel. Whatever I said. And then there was a long pause. And all of a sudden, another hand goes up. And another kid raised, uh, who would raise his hand. And I said, yeah, uh, his name was Clark. I was like, yeah, Clark, what's going on? He goes, Mr. P, you should be a motivational speaker. Now, that's really interesting because no one had ever told me that. I had led ministries before. I had led prayer groups, things like I had given talks as a youth minister, things like that. But no one had ever said, you should do this. And I said, wow, that's weird. That's exactly what I just asked for a sign for. And it's the day before the novena was to end. The e- I believe it was the eve of the Immaculate Conception that day. I mean, that is crazy. Now, why did God answer that prayer? Well, because I think it was a good intention. Now, I'm not perfect. I have all kinds of intentions that aren't, aren't good that I battle with every day. But in this particular circumstance, like, I wanted to do something for him, and I just wanted to, to see if it was part of his plan or not, and I just wanted that confirmation. And, and he totally honored that, and I should say Our Lady honored that. And that's another tip of praying, you know, ask for, your, ask for help from the saints. Not, not something we said in, you know, our little two-step process here, but, like, the saints are there to help you, too. They're on your side. So if you want some extra firepower extra intercessors. An intercessor, what is that? Someone who stands between you and God, right? Not that God's against you, but it's almost like if everyone's asking for it, God is going to touch his heart even more. Right. So if you got Mary herself saying, hey, could you help Could you help Dan with this whole thing with starting this ministry? You know, like it's almost like God's going to be like, all right, <laughs> you, you, you know, you, you're, you're going to get what you ask for. That's true. And I do think that this is something that God wanted uh, because th- this is hopefully has been helpful for other people. You know, all the kids that we've uh, ran retreats for, all the people that you've spoken to during your missions. But also, it's it's been good for us. Like you know, it's been good for us for our own accountability with our faith and for our friendship and for our own relationship with the Lord. So, so JMJ is definitely something I think God wanted. Oh, absolutely. And mm-hmm. the confirmation came actually with you later. Well, first with my spiritual director. I brought up to my spiritual director because I had a lot of doubts after seminary. And I had a lot of people that were like naysayers. They didn't agree with my decision to leave. Things like that. These things happen, you know. 
And he straight up said, no, 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 this is a really good thing. You need to get on this fast. Do it. You know, like this is a good, good intention. I think it's God's plan. So he gave me confirmation. But then I, when I went to you in Iraq, I wasn't expecting you guys to be on board. I thought I was going to be lone wolfing it, <laughs> which would be horrible. Like I could never do that without all the work that you guys put in. And so when I asked you, your first reaction was, oh, absolutely. Let's go for it. And then Rock, I asked him and he's like, oh, yeah, I'll make the video. So I was like, and it was done. So, I mean, you get these confirmations from God when you're praying for something that's good with a good intention. Um, it's almost like you can't say no. Yeah, you're right. Do you want to tell mine now? Yeah, tell your story. Yeah, mine, I'll try to keep it brief. I was also in seminary, and I kind of discerned out, and I, I knew that you know, I wanted to do other things and pursue other vocations. Uh, but when I kind of made up my mind through prayer that I was going to leave, I was kind of also scared at the same time because I didn't know what I was going to do. Before the seminary, I had a job at a golf course. You know, I graduated college but worked at a golf course. That wasn't a full-time job. Like, I needed a full-time job. So I told God, I was like, God, if I leave, like, what am I going to do? And I just heard the word teacher come in my heart, and I had no idea how this was going to happen. I never even considered that for my life, and it just said teacher. And it kind of brought me a lot of peace. So then I went into the chapel to read the mass readings for that day, and I had already gone to mass that day, but I guess I didn't pay attention. And then I went into the first reading, and uh, it was actually this, uh, maybe it was the second reading. I'm not sure, but I know it was from Romans. And it said, what the reading said was, we, if you have gifts, you have to use them. If you're good at teaching, then teach. And then my eyes just kind of locked onto that sentence. If you're good at teaching, then teach. It was wow. the second time I heard that. Wow. And then later on in the day, it was lunchtime. Uh, we were eating with a couple other guys and maybe one of the priests as well. And randomly out of nowhere, one of the guys was just looking for something to talk about. And he was like, so uh, who are some of your all-time favorite teachers? And like none of us went to the same schools growing up. We're from all over the state. So people just went around the table just mentioning who their all-time favorite teacher was and why. And, and I did it too. So it was like that was the third time nice. that the word teacher came to me. So then uh, once I discerned out of the seminary, I had a couple of connections with people. And then the job just as a teacher just fell into my lap. Like, you know, it just it just came my way. And it was ever since then, it's been awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's And something similar happened to me, which we won't, won't get into when it came to teaching. So when God wants something to happen and you pray and you ask for permission, and like I said, the intentions are good. Like you had good intentions for being a teacher. You teach theology. You teach religion. Like kids need this. Mm -hmm. And there's not many people that explain the faith, like, you know, the, the way, the way that, or at least that have had the experiences that you've had. Right. That you can connect with the kids like that. So, I mean, like if it's something good, for your soul or somebody else's soul, and you have very good intentions with it, and you leave it up to God, he will give you an answer usually fast. Sometimes it's no. Maybe mm -hmm. like he has better plans for you, and it wouldn't have been teaching, it would have been serving him somewhere else. But yeah. your intentions for good, for, for graces, for souls, for yours and others were there, and so he's going to do something with that prayer. Yep. So if you want your prayers answered and fast, you know what to pray for and how to do it. And we'll come right back in uh, just a second with the Saint Cup. And we are back. I actually called it the Saint Cup. That was from last season. Oh, wow. It's called the Devotional Cup. Devotional Cup. We're going to need a new thing for season four. Yeah, Definitely we need, gonna need, we a need, a need something. Thing. If you have any suggestions, email us, DM us, whatever you want to do. Maybe we could take people's questions. Like if people send us questions, we can just pick them and, and say like, Chad from Ooh. Illinois wants to know. Why does the church teach this? Q&A. Yeah. Yes. If you have any questions, and it doesn't have to be about church teaching. It right. could be about anything. It could be advice. Mm -hmm. It could be what's your favorite color. I don't care. And you know, if we got, <laughs> if we got really technical, we could even like do voice recordings and play the voice recording because I've heard podcasts do that. Oh, that's really Might neat. Might be a lot of work. Well, we're going to need the, we're gonna yeah. need the questions. So the two ways you can give us questions and just make sure you say that it's for the podcast would be to DM us through Instagram or or message us on Facebook or to email us at jmjmissions at gmail.com. Yeah, but we'll make that more clear later. 
Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So cool. the Davotional Cup. Yep. All right, I'm shaking it. Go ahead. And here we go. This will be the last one of the season. And it landed on the rosary. The rosary. The rosary. Well, I, that is really fitting because the rosary has been said to be one of the greatest ways that somebody can pray and one of the most powerful ways that someone can pray. Uh, in my talk on Mary, I mentioned the rosary, and um, this is not, not really an exaggeration when I say that the last like seven or eight hundred years, I literally can't find one saint that wasn't like obsessed with the rosary in a healthy way that was extremely devoted to the rosary and Eucharistic adoration. Yeah. I can't find one like in 700 years yep. since the rosary has been a thing. I've always heard the rosary is the second most powerful prayer outside of mass. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's not an official thing, no. but that is yeah. what a lot of saints have mm-hmm. said, which you can almost take it to be mm-hmm. true. <laughs> yeah. If a lot of saints have said it, there's something about it. Why is it so effective? Um, well, you're using all your faculties, right? I mean, you're using your hands, your hands to hold a holy object, a your sacramental. You're using your, yeah, your vocal cords, you're speaking. Yep. You're using your, your mind because you're meditating on the, the aspects of Jesus and Mary's life. And your intellect and your will. Ah, <laughs> there we go, which is what makes you human. Mm-hmm. Those are the two powers of the soul, right? you got to make that human choice to, to carve out those 15 to 20 minutes and you you know, the will will tell you no. You know, that's interesting. The rosary is tangible because uh-huh. I, I think we've said this before on podcasts, but it's like, Everyone says, oh, I'll pray today. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, I got to, you wake up in the morning. I got to pray today. Like, you know, if if that's your mentality, like you may or may not end up praying. But if you say, I got to pray a rosary today, this is something concrete. You can check it off. Oh, yeah. You did it or you didn't. Yep. You have to actually go through the mental exercise. You got to pick up the rosary. You got to take 15 minutes. There's something to it. And there's there's something consistent about it. Uh, And outside of the consistency, I would also say um, just the fact that it's the Blessed Mother's Prayer. Her intercession is so powerful as we just mentioned before the break her help is so powerful when it comes to prayer she i mean what was jesus's first miracle just saying yes to his mom and he goes out of his way to say with well, you know she notices the water uh, the wine had run out he goes out of his way to say it's not my time yet right and she says like she doesn't even respond she just says like you know ignores him and just says to the waiter do whatever he tells you so she pretty much through her actions says like i'm your mom and you're gonna do what i say and he does yeah so like her her intercession is so so powerful um so maybe that's the blessed mother kind of like telling us with this podcast uh to add one more tip to uh to those two that we gave which is not only pray with love and compassion and pray for the right things but ask for her help ask for the saint's help yeah um yeah so the rosary very powerful way to do it uh you know, you can pray for other people with the rosary, too. You don't just have to meditate on the gifts and the fruits. Um, I'll just tell the people what I do is I actually do all three. This is something – now, I my mind's really active, so some people don't need to do all these things. I need to in order to keep my mind on good things um, so I don't get distracted or whatever while I'm praying. Uh, but basically, uh, the first four Hail Marys, I think of the mystery. The second – Four Hail Marys, I think of the fruit of the mystery, which you can look up online. A lot of the mysteries have fruits, like virtues that go along with what you're thinking of. Um, And then the last two or three Hail Marys, depending on how much I think the person needs, four Hail Marys, the last set of Hail Marys in that decade, I'll pray for a person or for an intention. That's just something that I just, because my mind's always darting from thing to thing. But if you want to spend the whole decade praying for a person or just meditating on the the fruit or the mystery. Yeah, what my spiritual director told me to do was to pretend, like announce the mystery, and then put yourself in the mystery, like pretend that you're a bystander watching the mystery happen. Ah. And that's helped me too. But I know you've mentioned that before. I don't know if it was on a podcast, but you've been doing that for years. Yeah, it's how I've been yeah. doing it since I was like 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for my since my conversion. Um, that's interesting. You mentioned like putting yourself in the situation. That sounds mm-hmm. like the uh, mental exercises of St. Ignatius of Loyola. Yeah, it's because my spiritual director or the former or still current 
uh, was is very into St. Ignatius. Of oh, that's really yeah. cool. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, yeah, well, he's a great saint to look for when it comes to prayer as well. Um, and yet, that's another tip. If you want to get good at praying, learn from the best, man. We got some Hall of Famers. Yeah. They're the saints. So read the lives of the saints and read how they, not just how they prayed, but how they thought too. Try to get into their minds. You know what I mean? It's like this, get creative when you pray. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. All right. Well, that will do it. You have one more thing? Oh, yeah. I, I just want to like, in general, like wrap up with like a huge thank you to the listeners. Yeah. Because it, a lot of people have been there since the beginning. And it, it's almost like you're watching us grow up. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, obviously we're adults and like, we're, so I don't mean it like that. <laughs> as a ministry. But like, you're watching us grow up as a ministry. So like, yeah. <laughs> if you go back to season one and listen to our first few podcasts, like they were horrible. <laughs> and like, maybe they're still horrible, but. But, like, if you've been there since the beginning, we appreciate it. If you're new, if you just found us, like, today, then, you know, stick around, you know, like, grab a chair, take off your jacket. Like, like, <laughs> Have a coffee. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just really thank you for listening, and also thank you for the prayers, and thank you for the financial support. Yep. And we've looking forward to season four. Yeah, so this will be the last one for season three. We will pick up season four. What, what, what uh, are we I want to release the beginning of September, because that's beginning. even, like, when TV shows start. That's like, true. There's something to, like, the natural circadian, I don't know if that's a word, circadian rhythm of, se- of september <laughs> like so cicadas they come around every 17 years oh uh, the tree so no oh, no, no the, the bug the, the bug insect. yes yeah. i know what you're talking so, about so like in september it's like people wake up again like everyone's kind of goes to sleep in july and august but in september they're like all right i'm back <laughs> <laughs> that's funny no yeah. you're right everything's back in the yeah. swing people get uh-huh. back in their patterns okay so we are going to start season four in september we're probably going to be doing more like once a month. Maybe we'll throw a bonus one every, mm-hmm. in there every now and then, something like that, uh, in order for us to be able to focus on all the things that we do and make the podcast, each individual one, more interesting. But yeah, thank you so much for growing with us. I mean, think about it. That first season we started like two and a half years ago. Yeah, it was tr- at the end of the very, very beginning of 2021. Right. Yeah. And we barely had had any even talks because of COVID at that no, point. No, we didn't. Yeah. And now, like in the last two and a half years, we're, we're going to Nevada mm-hmm. in August. The Diocese of Reno is flying us out, mm-hmm. which we're really excited for. So we're taking national trips. We're in three different dioceses, running retreats. We're booked throughout the year. So thank you for your prayers and support. And we want to keep doing this. Like, we love evangelizing. I literally couldn't imagine my life without this, without doing this for the Lord. And um, and, and we need your prayers because we're not perfect either. Like, we all are relying on the Holy Spirit to do this work. So please keep praying for us and, and the support. Thank you so much. Uh, and on that note, one final thing. We are coming out with, finally, merchandise. <laughs> I we thought are... you were going to talk about the course again, and I was like, damn. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we're, we have merch. We have T-shirts. We have a preliminary set of test, a test batch of T-shirts. They have a great design. Uh, we posted about them on Instagram a couple times. We posted about them just now again, um, which is great. Uh, they will be available to order this test batch um probably through dm we're gonna figure out how we're gonna get that done but within within the next few days to the next week or two we will uh we will have them available to order so another way to support our ministry would be to order a shirt which helps us a little bit financially but more so in brand recognition and just and just Mm -hmm. it helps us to realize we have the support too yeah you guys cool so yeah yeah, so So keep an eye out for that the designs are great so keep an eye on our social media and possibly in the future our website and if you've listened this far then you are totally a real one so we haven't done Easter eggs in a while, so it's my last chance effort, last <laughs> Easter egg. If you've listened this far, just comment anywhere that I'm a real one. 
Is that, I'm is that a real one. Yeah, just say I'm a real one. That's just see, or is that is that weird? No, it's just funny because like no one has is gonna have any clue what what you mean when you comment. This. We will. We will though. Yeah. And for the other, the other people, like I'll you know I'll leave you with Saint Philip Neri. He would go out of his way to do stupid things and dress uh-huh. in stupid ways because he was so holy that people would always talk about how holy he was. And yeah. when he was in a big meeting with cardinals or or really important people who were praising him, he would actually like walk in with half his beard shaved off <laughs> or he'd walk in like wearing clown clothing just so people thought he was a little nuts so they'd stop saying how holy he was yeah cause, so because he was a real one he was a real one so <laughs> by commenting that and, ha- and no one having any clue what you mean you will be purifying your soul in the style of saint philip neri <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and we'll know what you mean cool all right take care thanks so much and god bless you you want to say a prayer yep okay. name of the father and son and the holy spirit amen dear lord i just want to say thank you for this ministry And once again, thank you for all the listeners. And I just ask that you bless all the listeners today, whether they listened for 30 seconds or for the entire time. Just give them an abundance of blessings. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.